You're listening to Rocket Night. Hey there, Tampa Earl with you today, and this is a first for me. I've got an entire band with me. It is the Foxies. Their, their singer, Julia Bullock, guitarist Jake Olbaum, and drummer Rob Bodley have all decided to join me for this conversation. Band, Foxies, Julia, Jake, Rob, how you doing? We're doing great. How are you? Oh, doing fantastic. Now, I know one thing I wanted to ask about. You just came off of it, and it was rather eventful. How was Europe with Billy Idol? Dude, I don't know if it's anything more than a dream and less than a dream. Like, it was a freaking dream. Everything about that was uh, what we always wanted to do. And when it happened, it was like, is this really happening? (laughs) Like, somebody pinch us. (laughs) It was great. Yeah. Well, how are the crowds different uh, in Europe than they are here in the States? I don't want to talk about it in terms of quality, but they're they're definitely more excited, like at the show, Mm -hmm. like the lights go down and they start cheering and like they might have been fans of us after the show, but they didn't know who was about to play. They're just excited to see a show. Um, And none of them are really like you don't see a bunch of phone lights pop up. Like they're just really engaged immediately with what's going on on stage. Um, and so that kind of energy is, is pretty infectious for us. Yeah. And they were just very, very receptive to the music. Like every single um, place we played, it felt like we finally had everybody engaged. You know, it was just, they're very receptive. Some of them may just really just stand there and spectate. But after every song, it's literally such a loud cheer that it's like, oh, wow, this is cool. <laughs> it always is. I, I, I love looking at the, and you, you bring up an excellent point there with you go to a show here in the States and you, everybody's got their cell phone up, holding it up. And and I, yeah. that kind of distracts from it, in in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think it's just I think it's just different like I I think it's like they're going they're going nuts here too they're just going nuts into their phone (laughs) (laughs) Um, which I mean for us like we might have a preference but whatever as long as you're enjoying it it's all good but it's cool to see them just like super pumped and throwing themselves all over the place it's great now I want you to tell everyone how Nashville is not just a country music town yeah it's definitely not (laughs) Well, yeah, it's, do you want to take this one? Uh, I mean, it may have started as country music. Mm-hmm. It may have commercialized country music is what I should say. But um, the scene has been changing for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that uh, the music environment, you got to think about it more in, in the ways of the industry. Like it's, 
it's not genre specific, um, but the, the industry itself is very home style, very small, family oriented. Um, and, that, and that's what's really cool about being here. Um, it doesn't matter what genre you are. You could you could find a right with a country singer and be a pop band. Um, yeah. You know, we write with all different writers every single day and they're just all talented individuals in music. So. And the thing about Nashville, too, is like, yes, when you go along the strip of Broadway, you will get all the honky tonks. Lots of them play country. But it's getting to be even that those places aren't even really playing country anymore. So it's like you go to old Robert's Western world and that's like that real country bluegrass, which that's my favorite place on Broadway. That's the only place I'll really step into. Um, but everywhere else, it's like everything's growing because all these genres are mixing together now. And it's just kind of like a big gray area puddle. Yeah. yeah, I think like these days, I mean, I really miss record stores, obviously, but I think that one thing that's that's not like a, a, a silver lining to album stores and and like aisles and stores not being a thing anymore is that we're really you see it in streaming, like the mm -hmm. homogenization of music like there's there's the genre doesn't really matter anymore because you don't have to categorize stuff to sell it. And I mean, there are plenty of other great music towns out there, but if I could like toot my own horn here, I think Nashville exemplifies that probably better than anywhere right now yeah. where there's, it doesn't really matter what you do. Like you could get two pop writers and two country writers and maybe an R&B artist in the same room together. And make if they, yeah. And if they, <laughs> if they work well together, they're going to make something cool. And you could have four country people that might not really work well together for whatever reason. Like Nashville just kind of has that melting pot mentality. Yeah, I know one of the things that I've noticed, especially, is, uh, you know, with artists like Hardy and, and Jelly Roll coming out, you know, with uh, with different sounds with a rock rock basis to it. Yeah. And, you know, it's something that people, you know, sometimes they don't like it, but th this is why we do the music. You got to experiment sometimes and get a different sound. Right. Yes. Now, how has the gro group grown? Uh, since you first did Antisocialite a few years ago? Well, I mean, once we did Antisocialite and once we released the Growing Up Is Dead EP, that was in the heat of, or like the very beginning of the pandemic. And we had just signed a publishing deal right before, or right when we released that. Um, so when we were writing Growing Up Is Dead, we weren't treating our songwriting as if it was really a job for the band. We were just, you know, creating every now and then with each other, seeing what our sound would be like. But because of the pandemic, we got signed with the publishing deal, publishing label, and we started writing every day. And because of that, we found what really fit with us, what really worked and what really didn't. And we really got to uncover who we are as people who we are as artists and who we are as a whole band and that really is like our first body of work who we are or who we are now who you were what is the name of our, our album again who, who, whoville the mayor of whoville <laughs> the most recent album who are you now who were you then uh, that's yes. that's like the the body of work that really shows us uncovering that and who we are and finally we've grown to really know what fits and what doesn't. And you can hear that in the music. I'm 
so exhausted So thirsty, I'm nauseous Am I out of my mind? Am I out of my mind? Am I out of my mind? Am I out of my Sipping Capri Sun To feel the nostalgia Am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? Am I doing it? I can use a vacation from my communication Mama said that there would be a wicked meditation I'm just trying to get down on that good vibration The party
Now, it's hard to believe that this is your first full-length album release, uh, considering everything that you've already done. Why did it take so long? Yeah, I mean, simply, like, I don't think we had the songs. Like, we didn't have enough, we just didn't have enough material for it. Yeah, and I'm not, I also had fought so desperately to challenge the world that you need a full length. Yeah. Um, You know, there's so many places, so many people that would be like, oh, you need a full length album, you need this, you need that. And I'm like, I think we just need really good songs. I think we just really need to attack whatever we've got. And at the time, Jake's right, we didn't have the songs that, mixed yeah. we may have had the songs we just didn't have the songs that fit on a body of work yeah but i agree with you i mean it, we grew up with albums but like it's a big ask like here's here's 11 songs that we recorded like on the same day like don't listen to anything else listen to all of these right now it's just a lot but i also think too another reason is we never really had a clear vision of, correct yeah of what the album should be and even when the album came together that's when the vision came together. We were like, oh, this is who we are. This is what we're doing right now. Whereas, you know, we were just writing to write and to see what sounded good. And now that that album had a clear vision, we now know how to formulate and work through a formula of trying to find the vision for the next body of work and yada, yada, yada. So definitely. I mean, one of the things that I've learned from talking to a lot of artists is that they're more comfortable uh, doing a couple of singles and releasing them and then doing a couple more in a few months and releasing them rather than having the demand of you must have 10 songs and this album. Yeah. I mean, I think the release strategy of singles and smaller bodies of work kind of fits the the model as you know, it, it's a modern day. Um, people are very, on to the next streaming makes it very easy to just not listen to albums. I still do because it's kind of just the way I grew up. Yeah. But the younger demographic just doesn't really consume music to that degree anymore. They don't they don't pick up albums and listen to it top to bottom. They may for the bands they really love, but for the bands that are undiscovered, they're not just dropping money on albums and, and listening to them. Like back in the day, the only way for me to listen to their album was I would buy it. You know, yeah. I would buy it and I would listen to it. Um, you know, you couldn't, or you could download it later, later in life. But yeah, <laughs> um, it's kind of a catch twenty two. Like, I miss, I miss that. Like, and it's certainly like people older than I, my my mom and her generation, and my friends that are older, like they, we miss that stuff. But there's more room for people now. Like, mm-hmm. I miss the album, but thankfully there's there thank god there's more than like 60 artists to choose from like they're just it just wasn't as available anymore um and i'm not making it like it's 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 not an either or type conversation it's like you know it's great that we made an album but but we probably might not have been able to (laughs) as an independent band in the 80s or something it wouldn't have happened now uh the new album is called who are you now who were you then and uh it's 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 coming down to the end of the year you got the new album what's 2023 got in store for you hopefully a lot of shows and festivals in europe and um a new either ep maybe a couple new eps definitely some singles but a lot of shows and that and that's and and the thing is the way to keep up with all that is to go to the foxies.com uh, is that where you have all your tour information and 
Um, all of the tour information is, I think it's the foxysband.com. That's right. I forgot Foxy's the band. Yeah. I even get confused by this. I'm like, what is it? I know, I was like, I'm like, yes. what is it? <laughs> foxysband.com, or you can find us on literally any social platform. The just look Foxy's. for the Foxy's band or the Foxy's and the look Fox, on, yeah. just, you'll find them. They're out yep. there. And the thing <laughs> is, they've got a wealth of music to choose from. Not only the new album, Who Are You Now? Who Were You Then? Uh, they've got a rat, a, a whole litany of singles that show the greatness of this band. I, I encourage you all to go check them out. They are the Foxy's. Uh, Julia, Jake, uh, Rob. Thank you for your time today. Thank you Thank so you much.
Listening to Rock at Night. The introductory song "Get On Down" is from blues artist Billy Billy Bass Alford. Look for his music at ReverbNation.com. 